worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I've taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Verses 1 through 13 of Proverbs chapter 4. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the fact that your word is a book full of wisdom, wisdom to help us to come to know you, wisdom that teaches us how to walk with you, how to serve you, how to please you, how to live a life where we glorify you in our life, our words, and in our lifestyle. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace and wisdom that we would be a people that seek to fill our lives with the wisdom of your word every day and walk in its power, its grace, and its encouragement. Thank you for the gift, the wonderful gift of your word of wisdom. Thank you for the privilege we have of being able to pass that wisdom on to our children and to others as well. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of wisdom and grace that we would be faithful and diligent in doing the work of discipling our children to help them to come to know you and help them to learn to walk with you and live for your glory as well. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Just a reminder, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. If and when we share articles on on the air, we're always encouraging you to please email us to get copies because they're meant to be tools, uh, discipleship tools for you and your family and also for you to share and pass on to others. To begin with, I want to take time to share from an article by the title, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. And again, simply email us to get a copy, and we're encouraging you to do that because, again, they're tools that will help you in your walk with the Lord, as we mentioned, and tools to pass and share with others. Again, the title, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. In these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 to 9. Then Proverbs chapter 4 verses 1 to 7. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction and be attentive that you may gain insight. 
for I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Proverbs 4, 1 to 7. Then Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first, this is the first commandment with a promise that it may be that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Again, Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. Parents carry their children in their hearts. Their children are very important to them and precious to them. As parents, we want the absolute best for all of our children in every area of life. A very important truth for all parents to be mindful of is that the best we can give our children is is Jesus. The greatest gift they can ever receive in life is Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Jesus is eternal life. So as parents, we're very wise to do all that we can to help and encourage our children to receive Christ as their personal Savior and Lord. Once our child is saved, it's one of the great responsibilities as well as privileges of Christian parents to disciple our children. It's our calling from the Lord to help and guide our children to become strong, vibrant believers who love and follow Jesus Christ in their life and lifestyle. Why is this so important? First of all, we're commanded to make disciples, as Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20 tell us. And this very important calling is to start with ourselves and then move directly to our families, our spouses, and children. So in considering the great responsibility of discipling our children, just what are some steps or practical building blocks we are to utilize. What are things we can do to effectively and practically carry out this important responsibility? Let's consider a few things a parent can do to help their children to begin to grow up in the Lord. The following are some practical things, ideas, and suggestions Christian parents can do to help and encourage their children to come to know the Lord and to grow in their faith as well. Number one, pray daily with your children. Pray the Lord's Prayer with them and allow them to lead. Pray Psalm 91 daily with them. Allow them to hear you call their name in prayer every day. Give your children incentives to memorize and learn Bible-based prayers. Number two, have your child read no less than three chapters in the Word of God every day. You can find shorter chapters, Psalms, or simply select a given passage for younger children. For children who do not yet know how to read, let them repeat short chapters or passages after you. Number three, some could be Psalm 1, Psalm 23, Psalm 100, etc. Number four, ask your child questions about what they have read. What are two or, three, two or three important things he or she heard or picked up in their reading? What stood out? Number five, teach your children to obey the Word of God. Teach them to be doers of the Word and not hearers only, as James 1.22 lets us know. Number six, teach your children the meaning of each of the Ten Commandments and have them to memorize them. Teach them to pray the Ten Commandments every day for the church and specifically for the church and for our nation. Also, parents, it's very important for us to recognize this reality. Someone or something will disciple your child one way or another. In other words, certain people or things will capture your child's attention, interest, and his or her heart 
in this world. Some of these things might be celebrities, sports figures, television, the internet, things on his or her cell phone, video games, people they quote-unquote meet in chat rooms, etc. Some topics they come across on the internet may captivate them in their mind and their interest. And yes, these things can begin to quote-unquote disciple our children. Some of these things can begin to mold their thoughts, their thinking, and their perspectives about life in the world in too many wrong and twisted ways. And too often, the results can be tragic. Consider sad incidents that you hear of too often in the news in our culture today. Some of these news stories include, number one, a teenage boy who was shot and killed by an individual as he tried to run away after stealing something from a store. Number two, elementary-aged children attempting and sometimes succeeding in committing suicide. Number three, young people committing suicide after being bullied online or in school. Number four, three young girls went off into the woods and two of them tried to stab the third one to death. Number five, a teen recently walked into his school and began to shoot, murdering a number of his peers and classmates. Tragically, we, we could go on and on. Well, an important question to ask is, where do these children and youth get the ideas and thoughts to do such dark things? Too often, obviously, from the devil and through the Internet, through social media, TV and movies that Satan seeks to use. All these things too often are discipling children in darkness. Too often, these young people are consuming darkness by the gallon. Some of these youths and children may attend church, but many of them, while they consume darkness and put so much negative info and ideas into their minds, may literally never or almost never even open a Bible and read it. Parents, without question, we have much work to do in discipling our own children. And we have much work to do through the church in reaching youth in our communities. Yet greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We don't have to be fearful. We simply have to trust our Heavenly Father and diligently be about his business doing the work he's called us as the church to do, making disciples, and we start in our own homes. God can work through each of us as parents to help our children greatly in knowing uh, how to help our children grow up in their faith. Not only can we help them to avoid being victims of this wicked world, but we can also help our children to become kingdom warriors. And as kingdom warriors, they can help to bring Christ, the solution to all the world's problems, to a world that desperately needs the Lord Jesus. Again, the title of that article is The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. Again, if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at jparker at, excuse me, joseph at afr.net. Excuse me again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to share it with you. And again, hope that you'll take it, use it for you and your family, but all use it, also use it as a tool to share with others as well. Well, for the balance of the broadcast, we're grateful to have with us in studio today one of the young people that participated in our Ten Commandments Project speech contest we have with us in studio today. And again, she's one of many young people that participated, but we're grateful to have her and her parents. But we have Lily Kate McGee and her dad and mom with us here as well. Uh, Welcome, McGee family. Great. Great to have, great to have all of you with us. Then, so uh, I'm going to ask if uh, Dad and Mom will first introduce yourselves, and then we're going to uh, talk, get a chance to talk to Lily Kate. But if you all will start us off, okay? Hello, I'm Bobby McGee, Lily Kate's dad. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, Bobby McGee is dad, and I'm Carly. I'm mom. Carly's mom. Okay. And of course, Lily Kate is our participant that was a part of the uh, a part of the Ten Commandments Project speech uh, contest. I'm going to ask uh, Bobby. Would you just start us off? Would you pray for parents as we begin um, talking? And we're going to talk to Lily Kate in a few minutes. But would you just, as we start off, would you pray for parents? Heavenly Father, I just uh, I thank you for allowing me to be a parent, and uh, I just uh, pray that you can continue to help me and Carly be the best we can as uh, being parents. And uh, I pray, Lord, that uh, maybe you could uh, help us to encourage other parents to be godly parents and work with their children as much as they can and. May we just uh, be a blessing to someone out there, Lord, that uh, may be struggling with this situation. And, uh, God, may we just uh, just help someone with whatever they're dealing with. Uh, and I just pray that you would uh, bless Lily Kate and her speech and everything. Maybe she would be an inspiration to, to uh, children as well. Or maybe something she says uh, may motivate them to to learn more about God and and further your kingdom, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, then. We're coming up on a break, and on the other side, I'm going to ask Carly to share a word of prayer before we get a chance to talk with Lily Kate as well. And uh, I would mention, too, I want to say to any and all of our listeners, too, if you're wanting more information about the Ten Commandments Project and how you can plug your child into it, there's several different parts of the project. And, of course, the speech contest is just simply one part. But it is a discipleship project. And plugging your child into it, I think, will end up being a great blessing to your child and your whole family as well. So my email is joseph at afr.net. If you're wanting more information, just email me. Let us know. We'll be glad to get it to you. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. Planet Shakers with Heaven on Earth. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We have the privilege of having with us in studio today the McGee family, Brother Bobby McGee and Carly, and their daughter, Lily Kate McGee. And again, Lily Kate was one of our participants in our Ten Commandments uh, Project Speech Contest, and she did a great job with her speech. And we're going to hear her speech in just a few minutes, though. But before we do, I want to ask if... 
Uh, Carly, who is Lily Kate's mom, if you will pray for parents as well. Okay. Dear God, I come to you today um, on behalf of parents that may be listening. Um, God, in a world that is completely against the biblical family, I pray that through this program that parents will be encouraged to let their children, encourage their children to get in the Bible, in the Word, and to learn what a biblical household is, how biblical parents are supposed to be. Um, I just pray that you would um, use this program to encourage anyone who may be listening. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carly. All right, we're going to talk to Lily Kate uh, briefly, and we're going to hear her speech, and then we'll come back to Dad and Mom in just a little bit. But again, uh, Lily Kate, thanks so much for being with us today. Now, remind me again, how old did you say you are? 11. You're 11 years old. All right. Well, again, you did a great job with your speech. And now in view of how powerful your speech was, are you sure you're 11? Yes. You're positive. Okay. All right. Well, you did a great job and showed a lot of wisdom and a maturity through the words of your speech. So I'm going to ask, uh, as we begin, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you, you, you're going to read a passage for us before we hear your speech. And specifically, uh, you're going to read Psalm 112. And one of the things I would mention, Lily Kate, is I really like to have young people like you to read the Word of God. And one of the reasons being is because young people inspire other young people and young people inspire adults as well. And the fact is there's no such thing as reading the Word of God too much. So I'm gonna, you're going to read Psalm 112 for us. And so, okay, you have it there. Okay, then go right ahead. Praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness, he is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth, he will guide his affairs with dis. Christian, surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting, everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of, of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he, he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed, dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteous endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He, he shall gnash his, with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. All right. Thank you, Lily Kate. You're an excellent reader. Thank you for reading that for us. We're going to take time now to hear your speech, and then we're going to come back and talk to you about it, okay? All right. Hi. I am Lily Kate McGee. I am 11 years old, and I want to tell you why I think it is important to obey your parents. Ephesians 6, 1-3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou, may, and thou mayest live long on the earth. I think it is important to obey your parents because it pleases your parents so well. And not only does it please your parents, but it also pleases the Lord. And it is, it is very important to please the Lord. 
and you are doing good towards your parents and the Lord. And the Bible says that if we obey our parents, that we may live long on the earth. Since our parents are older than us and have more wisdom, we should respect it and so that they know what is best for us. So when our parents tell us to do something such as feeding the dogs, doing the dish or doing the dishes, we should do it immediately, completely, and with the right attitude. And and with the right attitude. And we shouldn't complain or have a bad attitude. If they tell us not to watch a certain movie or go out with these certain friends because they are bad examples, we respect that we know that they are trying to protect us. John fourteen twenty three says, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and he will come unto him and make burr abode with him. Saying that when we obey the commandments, we show love for Jesus as well as our parents. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Also saying, the world is telling us not to follow Jesus, but we shouldn't be part of the world or following what the world wants us to follow. We should follow what God wants us to follow. In conclusion, I think it's important to obey your parents because it pleases our parents and the Lord, and we will live long on the earth. Thank you. All right, Lily Kate, excellent speech. Great job, great job. Uh, Lily Kate, I want to ask you this. What would you say encouraged you to enter the speech contest? Is it something you just, on your own, did your parents encourage you? What made you decide to get involved with the speech contest? It just made me think that... um it would make me help or help me better to obey my parents more. Okay, that's good. That's an excellent answer, and I hope that encourages a lot of other young people as well. Thanks, then. Well, again, you did a great job. And do you feel like you learned anything you didn't know when you were researching and preparing your speech? Uh, just a little bit, but I don't know if I remember it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we again, the fact is. We, we grow when we participate in projects like this because also, and also along with that, we bless other people as we share the truths we learn. So again, we're grateful that you did participate. Tammy, do you have any hobbies? Um, I love doing art. You like to like do art? color and coloring. Okay. All righty then. And you said you're going to the sixth grade, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have some pets, right? Yes. Tell us <laughs> about your pets. Well, we have five cats and one dog. Okay. And now what what are their names? Okay. Our dog's name is Molly and our five cats is um Buttons, Drago, Samson, River, and Minerva. Wow. You know, I don't know if dogs pray or not, but I bet Molly may be praying that you get more dogs sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> All right. Well, um uh do you delicate, do you have any idea what you think you'd like to do? what the Lord may want you to do when you grow up? Any idea? Um, I was thinking about maybe coming, becoming a vet. A vet? vet person. Okay. 
All right. Well, that's that's a wonderful uh, profession, of course. And we seem these days, for some reason, seem like there are a lot of sick animals out there. So we probably need a lot more good vets out there then. So now you were going to read another passage of scripture for us, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hebrews from the book of Hebrews, I believe. Okay. Go, go right ahead. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God has had translate, translated him. For before, for before his translation, he, he had his, this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things that not seen, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to, to the savings of his house, by, by the which of, by the which he command, commended the world and became their heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, Abram, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the hairs with them of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God." All right. Thank you, Lily Kate. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to, uh, in just a moment, I, in in response to what you share here, I want to take a moment to pray. But before I do, Lily Kate, tell me, from your perspective, what would you say maybe some of the biggest maybe problems or challenges children and young people in the world that you know of, maybe some of your peers, people that you know, what are some of the biggest problems or challenges young people are facing in your opinion, in the world today? Um, probably, um, I don't know. Do you see, do you see much in the, like bullying is sometimes a problem. Do you ever see much of that in your school and, or in your community? Not really. You know, I'm glad to hear that <laughs> because, you know, sadly in some communities, in some uh, circles, it is a big problem. And some time ago I had a young lady that came on the broadcast and she shared that uh, she had really been attacked through bullying, not physically attacked, but attacked with words. And it's important to be mindful that this is true for young people as well as adults. She was so hurt by the bullying, she thought about taking her own life. And so... It's important for all of us as young people and adults to know that our words 
really have power to them and we should be careful. So I'm glad to hear that you've not seen a lot of that in your circles, though, because in a lot of young people's circles, it is a big problem, both online, social media, as well as in person, too. So glad to hear that, though. But I'm going to take a moment now to pray for young people as it relates to that. Father, thank you again for Lily Caton. Lord, I thank you for the fact that that's not something she has personally experienced or seen a lot of. But Lord, we know that that's, that is a serious problem in our world, in our culture. Father, flood our culture and our community more and more with the light of your word, more and more help parents and young people to know that your word is the answer to bullying and so many uh, emotional challenges and all sorts of mental and emotional difficulties people experience. Help us to know, Lord, that your word is the medicine to all the ills and the problems of life. Help us to be wise enough as parents to teach and train our children to read your word every day, to pour your word into their minds and their hearts so that your word will fill their minds and their hearts with your light, your grace, and your peace, which pushes darkness away. Help us more and more to teach our young people that Getting into your word every day helps to fix so, so many problems. Help us, Lord, as the church to recognize that our children, they too step out on the same spiritual battlefield that we as adults step out on every single day. Help us to be wise enough to teach and train our children to read your word daily, to live your word, and help us to teach them to be hearers and doers of your word to live out the wisdom of your word and thus be a part of the solutions to the world's problems and not a part of the problems out there. Thank you for the privilege and the honor as well as the responsibility of being able to disciple our children. And thank you for the opportunity we have of being being able to help them to be impacted in positive and encouraging ways to help them to live a life that glorifies and honors you in a life where they won't be victims, but will be victors on the battlefields of life. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We have the privilege of having the McGee family with us in studio today. We're coming up on another break in just a few moments, so we'll get a chance to talk to Dad and Mom again. But again, Lily Kate, thank you so much again for being with us today. And now just brief, brief question. We might have a chance. I'm going to see if we have time for you to answer. Do you think it's important for young people to read their Bibles every single day? Yes. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I believe that too. And the fact is, it's so good for us to know that, you know, when when a young people or an adult is reading the Word of God, we're spending time with Jesus. We're spending time in the presence of Jesus and we're receiving the wisdom and the grace that comes from God's Word. And so I appreciate, Lily Kate, you sharing that Word of wisdom. And to every young person listening, If you don't have the habit of reading your Bible every day, I would encourage you to start the habit of reading no less than three chapters every day because the fact is God's Word can help fix all sorts of emotional problems, bullying problems, and all other kinds of problems as we take it and live it out, as we read it and obey it. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
Music from Elevation Worship with O saying thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Again, we've had the privilege of having the McGee family with us here in studio today and one of our Ten Commandments Project speech uh, speech contest participants is with us as well, uh, Lily Kate McGee, and again, did a great job on the speech that we shared a few minutes ago. And um, uh, I understood that, like, she hasn't shared her speech at church yet, not yet, but we hope that she will. And, you know, I want to say to all of our listeners, you know, a part of the project is we're encouraging the young people to participate, to share their speeches in their churches as well. And I can't overemphasize that we have fun with the Ten Commandments Project, but at the same time, it's a very serious project as well, because the fact is we live in a world that Satan is trying to swallow our children alive. And the fact is the greatest need of all of our young people is for Jesus. They need to know Jesus and to live for Jesus, because Jesus is the answer to all the problems of the world. And so our children coming to know Christ and then to learn to walk with him is so, so very important. And so the Ten Commandments Project is simply a tool to help us as believers and as parents to do just that, to help our children come to know Christ and to walk with him as well. So again, we're grateful that Lily Kate participated this year and did a great, great job. Well, uh, Bobby and Carly, again, we're grateful to have you all with us in studio today. And I want we're going to invite you all to pray with us uh, in just a few minutes about a few more matters that relate to the culture and helping our children to navigate and to both be victors in our culture and not be victims of our culture as well. I'm going to ask um, both Bobby and Carly, if you all would just share, and just sharing from your own heart, what would you all say are some of maybe the biggest fears and or challenges Christian parents have as it relates to their children? What what in your in your perspective and in your thoughts are some of the biggest fears and challenges your average Christian parent faces in our world today? Uh, <clears throat> I guess my thing is uh, I know we're we're going to mess it up. We're not going to be perfect at it, but uh, everything that we have uh, done, I, I guess, would be uh, maybe the child just decides to forget it all and and mm-hmm. just go go with the world and instead of what we've tried to teach them mm-hmm. you know that that's a powerful point and you're exactly right there are a lot of that is a major fear for many parents that somehow or another at some point in time their children are just going to turn and walk away from the faith and the reality is many child many a child that grew up in a christian home often when they go off to college that's exactly what happens. And part of the issue is some don't realize that many times, in some ways, you could almost consider many college settings to be a satanic trap. Because in many college settings, those are some clear goals on the part of some that are within the college world to turn children from the faith in Jesus Christ. So that's a major area that Christian parents need to approach with godly wisdom. And even, you know, like in parents selecting a school their child to go to go to they need to pray about that and ask the lord to help them to help their child go in the right direction in terms of a school as well so that's a that is a major fear though so thank you for sharing that carly anything that comes to your mind that you think big fears or challenges christian parents are looking at in our culture today well to kind of echo what he said um 
we do have one getting ready for college in the fall. And um, that is you know, a concern is that he continues to stay in church and being on his own for the first time is up to him and that's not us pushing him every Sunday to get up and go. So we just pray that he finds him a church locally close to the school and stays involved. Um, and as far as challenges, you know, in a world of technology, it's just um, most kids are buried in smartphones or tablets nowadays, and it's just hard to pull them away from that to do, to get in their Bible, to get in the Word, and to, it's just, that's one of the big mm. The challenge of technology that people carry in their hands and on their desktops or on their laptops very big challenge, big challenge. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Bobby if you would first. Would you whatever's on your heart to pray for children and youth in our culture about? And then Carla, I'm going to ask you to pray after Bobby as well. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for being here, Lord. And uh, God, I just pray that you would uh, bless this broadcast, Lord. And uh, I thank you for uh, charging me and Carly to be uh, in church and and. Uh, uh, raising our uh, kids in church, Lord. God, I just uh, pray that uh, you would bless it, Lord, and just help us to do our best, Lord, and, and just to be uh, a shining example of of your love and, and uh, your word, Lord. God, may we just be an example to those who are maybe struggling with uh, uh, being a Christian, Lord, or raising godly children, Lord, and uh, God, I just pray that you would help us to 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 stay in church, Lord, stay in your word, Lord, and be faithful to the church, be faithful to your word, Lord, and just be uh, faithful examples of your love, Lord, and and uh, may we just be an encouragement to, to others, Lord. God, I pray in particular for um, children as they grow up and as they do get away from their family and their parents and go off on their own. I pray that um, having been raised in church, in particular the Christian children, that they would stay true to you, stay true to you, um, to who they are, who they were raised as, and that they would continue to go to church and continue to be in your word. I mean, for the ones that are not saved, I pray that the Christian children would be an example and draw others to you instead of them pull them away from God and from church. And Father, to thank you and I praise you for the opportunity we have as the believers that are part of the body of Christ of doing the work of ministering to our children and our youth. Father, anoint us afresh as the church and as Christian parents in particular. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace that would encourage us to be passionate about the work of helping our children come to know you and then discipling them, helping them to grow up. Help us, Lord, to grow in understanding the importance of giving our children a real foundation in the things of God. Help us to be diligent about teaching and training our children to be students of your word, students who, believers who will read your word every day and fill their hearts and their minds with your word. Help us to be diligent about, about teaching our children to pray, to seek you in prayer, to seek your wisdom, your guidance, your help in time of need. And help us to be diligent to teach them the importance of being hearers and doers of your word teaching them that we're not just to read the Word of God, but we're to live the Word of God and thus receive the blessings that come from living out that Word. We thank you, and we praise you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 
Well, our time is almost gone, though, but just one more question I'd like to ask uh, Bobby and Carly, too. Um, you know, some churches have bigger or more effective youth ministries than others, though, but uh, I want to ask if you all would pray for the church in the whole area of really making youth ministry a priority. You know, sometimes the reality is sometimes church, churches talk about ministering to youth, but may not do much. Would you all just pray for the church to really be, to, to really make youth ministry what the Lord would have it to be? Would you start us off, Bobby, please? Heavenly Father, I come to you once again, Lord. I ask that you continue to bless the churches, Lord. May they uh, find a way or, or just be encouraged or just uh, have the uh, the heart to to uh, get to uh, do things with the, the children, Lord, and the youth, Lord, just to, to find a way to uh, minister to those uh, younger people, Lord, and keep them in your will, Lord, and, and just, uh, God, I just pray that they would uh, not give up on the youth and to, to minister to them as well as the adults, Lord, because, Lord, uh, if you don't have children in the church, the church may die with the older uh, people as well, Lord. God, I just pray that you continue to 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 bless the youth ministry, Lord, and and the children's churches and and everything, Lord. God, I pray that churches today would be encouraged to come alongside parents and um, have youth groups that would minister to the children um, and encourage the children to follow a biblical worldview instead of being pulled away by the world. I pray and I'm thankful, so thankful, God, for a church that does that, that we attend. And I pray that um, that anyone listening that is in church leadership that would be encouraged to, if they don't have a youth group, to form one or to um, pull in more resources to help um, their youth be a good, their youth leaders be a good example. And like I said, to go alongside parents and um, draw the youth closer to you. And Father, to thank you and I praise you for many churches that are seeking to do a good job of ministering to their youth. Lord, anoint the church afresh with the wisdom and the grace to, to do the things that help them to effectively reach our children and our youth with the gospel and effectively teach them the building blocks of discipleship so that we would not be simply entertaining them, but we would actually help them to come to know Jesus and to learn how to grow up in Jesus as well. We thank you and praise you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, again, Bobby and Carly and Lily Kate, thank you all so much for being with us today. An honor to have you and appreciate you being the great witness that you have been and continue to be for the Lord, okay? Thank you so much thank for having you for us. Thank you for having us. All right. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today, and you've never made the all-important step, the eternal, eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, we want to give you that opportunity. Remember, there are many things that all of us are involved in. Life is busy for all of us. But remember, the single most important decision we can make in life is the decision to give your heart to Jesus Christ. If you're listening today and you know you've never made that step or you're not sure where you are with the Lord and want to pray this as a rededication prayer or salvation prayer, we want to invite you to pray this prayer with us even now. If you'd like to make that step, would you pray with us right now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that a long time ago you came into this world. You lived. 
you died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In the Word of God, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read your Word every day. Help me to pray every day. Help me to live following you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we want to very much be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We do want to hear from you. Again, that email, please get in touch with us, joseph at afr.net. Well, again, Bobby and Carly and Lily Kate, thank you all so much for being with us today. And keep shining for Jesus, okay? Thank you again. Thank you for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.